Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. How's it going, trade show professionals? Welcome back to another episode of Trade Show University, the podcast for virtual and live events. I want to welcome you back to campus. We're going to learn more today. I hope you are doing well as we are getting, uh, we are smack dab in the middle of more wonderful virtual events and live events start, are starting to come back. So it's a great time to be in the industry as things are starting to roll again and jobs are coming back. It's just a, a great, great time. So much positivity and we're going to keep the positivity going. One thing that a lot of people in the industry are doing and a lot of businesses are doing, they're trying to build communities. They're building their tribe. They're building their customer base into an engaged community that just wants more and more information, more access, and also be able to interact with each other. And so today on the podcast, I have Don Brown, who is the community director for OC365, Online Community 365. And it is a new social platform, fairly new, but they're growing so quickly social platform that is specifically for helping communities build and grow. And he has got a lot of great information, a lot of great insights on how we can do this. So we're going to dive into our interview with him very soon. But before we do that, I've got to ask you a question. Would you like to get a copy of my top 52 virtual and live event trade show tips I've got it free, absolutely free for you. My top 52, these are game changers. Some of these, you start to incorporate these, you are going to see dramatic results in your events. So all you have to do is get over to my website at tradeshowu.biz. That's tradeshowletteru.biz. Sign up on the homepage for our email newsletter and you will get immediately access to the 52 top trade show tips. So get over to tradeshowu.biz, sign up for the newsletter, and you will get access to that awesome resource. It's going to be a game changer for you and for your future events. So everyone, welcome again, and uh, really excited to have on as my guest today, Don Brown, because Don is an accomplished writer, publisher, marketing leader, and a business development pro who has launched new ventures in hospitality, trade events, associations, politics, technology, and community publishing. Combining his unique writing and communication management skills, he has 20-plus years of experience building more connected business communities in several industries, and we're going to be talking all about communities today. This is really, really exciting. It's a hot topic. So, Don, welcome to Trade Show University, and say hello to everybody out there. Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me. It's a real honor to be, uh, to be a part of this. Oh, it's my pleasure, my pleasure. Don, building communities is just such 
an important topic, especially now, uh, especially now with uh, going through this pandemic and we all got separated. <laughs> we all yeah, got separated. Yeah, yeah. And so tell us about this brand new venture. Well, it's not brand, brand new anymore, but it's a growing, fairly new and growing venture that you have called Online Community 365. So tell us a little bit about that and how it came about. Sure. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. Um, Online Community 365, or OC365 for short, was the brainchild of uh, 365 Media, which, as you may recall, was uh, one of the pioneers in developing platforms for virtual events, you know, close to, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And uh, that company had restructured, reorganized around, uh, you know, end of second quarter uh, or close, I guess, third quarter of last year Hmm. to uh, focus more on consulting for uh, so trade associations, nonprofits, uh, corporate communities, helping them transform those uh, in-person events that all got canceled or suspended um, with the virtual flavor. And, uh, you know, some of those early adapters really suffered because um, they tried taking the live event and capturing it on video and so much was lost in translation. And so yes, what, yes, so what 365 Media did, yeah, they, they made uh, R.D. Whitney the, the CEO and, and he assembled this team of experts and um, I was proud to be asked to join and to work with these different groups, uh, helping them develop their own custom playbooks for, for planning, strategizing, um, and in some cases even managing and producing uh, these virtual events for them. And it's been very successful for them. You know, last year, you know, the official launch was late last summer or September, and uh, they've done a ton of business. And the one constant was every client that they were helping, uh, and this is like all the way to the top from their leaders, the one thing that they all really craved was um, help with uh, developing more online communities on a daily basis. And in the, in the group of leaders, there was a craving for rich content to help them pass down or pass along to the rest of their team um, that could help them improve uh, member engagement, uh, explore new revenue streams, uh, developing new tools. And so um, what initially started as a book concept, Ardea then transformed into, well, let's form our own community for community leaders. And then we can write a book about it and, and really, <laughs> and so then the tools become, you know, it's, and we've, we've assembled this great uh, library of tools that we share with, with the members that help everything from like developing pricing models for your membership, uh, figuring out ways to strategically monetize your community, um, figuring out the personas of your community and how to engage them and how to, you know, uh, connect. And uh, so it's really become exciting because, we, you know, we, we kind of soft launch it, launched sometime like in, in February. Uh, we'd worked on some development aspects of it, you know, working, putting the app together in, you know, January. But really in month three, you know, we just, uh, today we just celebrated, uh, we have our 500th member um, yeah, on the congrats. team, which we're excited. Yeah. And so, and that's an important milestone because we haven't done this huge mass marketing campaign to the world. It's an invite only community. And so we've really got a nice crop of professionals that uh, are, are are part of, including yourself. If I, if it's okay for me to say that, absolutely, um, absolutely, are part of this community. And and so it's it's exciting to see the engagement. And for me, 
you know, my success as a writer has come from representing clients in different industries because the, the things that I learned from one industry I find can have applications for another industry. And so I'm bringing innovations into that industry instead of developing cookie cutter content that all their competitors are using. And so it's very much like that with online community 365 is you're, I know there's like some nonprofit leaders that want to kind of form a little kind of subgroup or kind of get to know each other and understand basic aches and pains. But, you know, you think of like the whole nonprofit category and there's, you know, there's charitable organizations, there's trade associations um, representing the companies in that, in that trade. There's trade associations that represent the individual professionals in that trade. There's, um, excuse me, cause related nonprofits. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's, you know, there's all these other uh, verticals. And then there's different personas of communities too that are exciting. Um, Our um, our member uh, guru we call uh, Michael Sherman's working on. We we started a series that we we publish on Saturdays called the Genesis of a Community uh, Pre-Platform, and it tells the stories of communities both current and vintage, and um, how they became successful as well as maybe what some of the um, aches and pains were along the way. What are some of the, the learning lessons? And you know Michael's working on a story right now about um, during the COVID shutdown, him and his son became really interested in coins, coin collecting. And they found a guy on YouTube that he was working in a, um, a coin shop in Minnesota or somewhere. And he decided to start this channel to share his passion. And now it's grown into this monetized community that he, he left that store, started his own store. He's, he's trading online and, but he's also informing, educating and, and giving value and content to this large membership and it's uh it's pretty exciting and so there's you know there's what are known as passion communities and that's a good example of them mm-hmm. yeah there's another of uh well there's the ones we know the b2b communities and that's that's a lot that is a basically a large part of what's um, online community 365 is and then there's niche publishing communities you know same thing uh, they're also you know part of our group but there's a lot we can learn from these passion communities and these creator slash fandom communities um, my 10-year-old daughter watches a guy named uh, Brent Rivera on YouTube, and he's, he was just a teen from, you know, Southern California from L.A. that started this YouTube channel, and this guy's developed one of the top 100 YouTube channels that they probably make millions in advertising. Yeah, yeah. So on, so on, on YouTube is, is one thing where you have someone putting out content and people going in and consuming the content if you will right. they're consuming yeah. the content but what you're doing at, at the oc365 is completely different and that is it's really a, the community for someone that wants to build a community yes. or wants to grow a community so tell us you mentioned some of the point. tools that you have around engagement yep. and things like that and i and i've sure. seen some of those firsthand yep. So tell us a little bit more about if someone is out there and they say, well, I, you know, I really want to build a community or, you know, we've heard the word to build a tribe, to right, build right. a yeah. fan campfire, base, yeah. but, sure. but it's, yeah, or campfire, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's, it's not, it's not just one way. A community is, is uh, engagement going in multiple directions. Absolutely. So, so tell us why uh, OC365 is really uniquely qualified and built for that. Well, that's a good question because I think um, one, you know, having R.D. Whitney as the CEO of 365 Media and the founder, you know, this, um, he was a big force, he was a driving force behind this. And R.D. has over 30 years of experience in a lot of different industries. Uh, When I first became involved with him at Tarsus, uh, 
Tarsus had bought a, a mom and pop publishing company that RD had joined and it, I believe it converted, he, he'd, he'd expanded from like a maybe $2 million in annual sales to $60 million. And wow. yeah. so the, the parent company for Tarsus in the UK bought him and they put him in charge of all of our online products. And uh, he was doing really amazing. It was really fun to watch him and even be able to collaborate with him. I was a marketing director for the, um, for the North American properties, primarily a, 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 a niche trade show for the off-price fashion industry. And, um, but it was fun that I could kind of jump ship a few times and work with RD on a few projects. Uh, he was doing a lot of amazing things for online uh, recruiting, merchandising management, um, the, um, the trade show news uh, network, um, you know, publications, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he took over that. When he left Tarsus, same thing, he was helping different, you know, organizations um, uh, diversify, you know, the Institute of Financial Management. We did a story of that, about them. They're one of our um, genesis of a community platform. That's, a, that's an excellent story about how uh, they, you know, they taken a, a, a really is more of a publisher than it was an association, um, although it, it behaved like a publisher. And they had turned that like 10 years ago, they had converted that to a community model uh, that became, uh, and they created certifications for people. And so that, you know, the, the result of RD's leadership was this thriving community for this, this vertical in the financial management sector. And there's several other cases like that of, of work that he's doing like that for these, uh, for different communities, uh, associations, um, trade show organizers, uh, niche publishers, and he's, he's just a wealth of great ideas, inspiration. Uh, he networks extremely well. He's got a very expansive uh, professional network. And, um, and of course, you know, many of these members were people that were connected through RD um, on LinkedIn, uh, people that he knew, but also many people that wanted to be connected with, with him. And, and it was a, some sort of, you know, it was a good tangential connection where I want to be connected with him, if nothing else, just see, to see his posts on LinkedIn every day. Um, <laughs> Or just to follow, you know, follow that rising star and see what his next big project is. And so, so there's, yeah, there's that. And then, you know, my background too, having worked on trade shows in hospitality, I formed a small business association. I co-founded, excuse me, uh, a little more than 20 years ago in, in Evanston, Illinois, in response to um, the city leadership there wanting to put in a, a mall in this historic university lakefront downtown. And what started out as a single cause grassroots advocacy group had grown into this really multifaceted uh, trade association where money was changing hands, where businesses were becoming more engaged with each other, uh, even people on the same street that didn't, uh, you know, the small business world, as you know, can be pretty myopic and um, you know, money was changing hands, businesses were growing. And then the, um, the host university there, Northwestern, it, at one point had tripled its spend with um, Evanston, you know, local businesses in one year from like 9 million to 27 million. And a lot of that was in large parts of what we were doing with the small business association. And so it's, uh, so I've worked in several different areas of kind of, you know, community development that have always been really exciting uh, to me. I was also, um, I launched a um, a niche publishing business in, Dublin, Ireland, which is like one of the great uh, thrills of my life because my family's Irish and I have dual citizenship there. And oh, wow. So that, that was a really, that was a very interesting experience. Um, and then um, came back here, started my own writing business a few years ago and same thing, found out that there was a great demand for, for, for strong writing and rich content, especially um, in the blogosphere. You know, I, I got to be able to partner with companies and help them 
create their identity through through blogging and developing yeah. followers. And so to be able to you know build that connectivity and it's the same in our B2B world. It's just like the more connected businesses are with each other, the more potential there is for for growth, for um, for so much opportunity. Yeah. So yeah. and that's what's exciting about what we're doing with OC three six five is that there may be, you know, associations that merge together or causes that merge together because they find that, hey, we can really capitalize on what we're doing here. We can attract other investors. We can, you know, or we can expand our membership into other countries uh, or other verticals, um, you know, just because, just because of what started with a, a single conversation, you know? <laughs> so, right. Yeah. It, uh, it really makes me think about, you know, the whole trade show world. And yeah. I, you know, involved in, in many different industry shows over the years and, sure. pe and people in, in specific industries and sort of certain verticals, mm -hmm. they become very close. You know, they might leave a company, but they go to another company within the same industry. And so they, they right. stay there. And so you go to these big industry shows every year and it's yeah. like old home week and, and you get yeah. to see all the people that, oh, there's, yeah. you know, I thought you were with this company. Oh, you're over at this company now. Or, yeah. you know, you get to sure. see the sure. same people and it's yeah. like a big community, but it's a big community once a year. And yeah. so this, uh, how, how does OC365 fill that gap? Is there a possibility of of having a show and then building a community there that lasts year round, so you can absolutely, you know, because yeah. I see I see huge opportunities there just in the trade show space. Oh yeah, even before the show, there's so much you can do now with an online community. Um, you know, every day could be a virtual event in theory, and um, you know, when we get back to live events, we know that's going to happen soon. Is that there's always going to be a significant percentage of the industry, the community, whatever you want to call it, that, that wants that, that in-person connection. Mm -hmm. uh, and there, there are for certain verticals, I prefer meeting like for my, my government work, I would prefer council meetings in person because a lot gets lost virtually. So it's not for everything, but the advantage of the, the virtual now, it's not going to go away. And so I think of back to my days as a trade show executive and, you, know, you try to get those big names to show up so you can trot them through the aisle and the exhibitors, you know, they're, uh, they're foaming at the mouth and, and there are these guys, they want to come, they love the product, but you know what? They're super busy. They're buying another company or they're trying to save this one division from or, um, whatever that may be. But now those big names, you can now say, Hey, for a thousand dollars or five, whatever that is, you can be a, a virtual delegate and you can still participate in our round table. You could, we could have a hybrid round table in your, cause people want to hear from you. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you may right. There are those people in the industry that, you know, they, they pick up the phone and they say, we're looking for these types of vendors and no sooner they get off there's sales reps, you know, waiting in the lobby to see them. Right. right. Those, those are right. people that want the, the flexibility, the option, the virtual option to participate. And then, and even same with vendors or exhibitors, it's, you know, like, okay, we want to be there in person. We can't, we have this huge thing coming up or um, great. Let's get a virtual booth. But, you know, there's still, you could, the events are going to become more hybrid. And then, you know, going back to the original question is that that online daily engagement, you'll have a lot of that activity that you don't have to wait for the trade show to happen to do. You know, you can, you can be forming deals. You can be showing off products. You can be, introducing people, you know, whatever it is to do it, but 
what that does is it makes that actual in-person event, you know, where, where you and I had kind of broken our teeth, you know, professionally, that event becomes even more dynamic because so much of that stuff's been done already. You know, now you can look at, um, Hey, let's talk about the future. You know, let's look at, you know, what can AI do for our business? What, uh, there's all this talk about inclusion. How can we use inclusion as a strategy to make our company more profitable or more innovative or more likely to uh, capture new markets? You've got all this fodder that, you know, rolls into that trade event. And, um, you know, so suddenly it's not, uh, the exhibitor upset because, uh, he didn't, he or she didn't get enough leads. The exhibitor is upset because they're, you know, your show should have been a five-day show and not a three-day show. Be always worried as a trade show organizer about certain exhibitors if they didn't get enough leads or they had a bad, you know, yeah, a yeah. bad experience. But I, I think the problem that'll occur is they're going to come to you and they're going to wish that they had two more days because there was so much engagement with virtual and live attendees that they couldn't keep up. And you know, and also the programming because I think a lot of things that happen at trade shows can now happen in, in many respects in the uh, the online community world where there's people showing off products on a day-to-day basis and uh, or services or whatever that is, or they're making introductions or they're networking, you know, whatever it is you're looking to achieve at a trade event. And with all that happening, it takes that pressure off of exhibitors, off of the event organizers to, you know, for that marketplace to, you know, um, you know, all those metrics, leads, all that other stuff, like, a lot of that's been done. Now you're coming to the live event and you're, you know, you're blowing the top off the roof because there's, you're, you know, you're looking at new innovations or you're um, looking at forming certain, you know, coalitions, or maybe you're reviewing industry standards, uh, whatever that industry or whatever that community is, you're able to kind of take it to the next level. Uh, you're still, still able to have a lot of that, um, that traditional engagement will still take place. People still want to meet in person. And so it's, you're really, you know, by building a more connected community, you're going to have a richer, more profitable, uh, more engaging uh, live event. Um, because now there's not as many strangers meeting. There's people that have already had a year's worth of engagement and connectivity that, um, you know, it's nice to meet in person. But like I said, I feel like, you know, even though you're in Jersey City right now and I'm, I'm here in uh, the Milwaukee area that, you know, we might as well be sitting at a bar enjoying a beer together. You know, like I said, we're, we're, we're having a lot of that face-to-face interaction that's key. And so, again, I think it's just going to make for uh, more richer dialogues and, and, and connections and opportunities when the live event comes. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, from a, from a strict business standpoint, you know, we, we like doing business with people we, we know, like, and trust. You know, the old adage. Yeah. And, that yeah. Is, and it's so true. And But that sure, is, sure. that's not just for business that is yeah. for any group you know whether that's sure. a church group that's a, a cause yeah. related group you yep. want to get together with the people that you you have that same cause you have that same passion right. and and build, being able to build that community is really really important yeah and you know now I, I want to reemphasize in case it didn't get captured earlier that you know all those delegates you want to get to your live events you know the the, the big names you know the ones that make the million dollar billion dollar decisions you, even though they may want to go if they have conflicts with their business and they can't make it, they can still go like they, and they'd be willing to pay, you know, more of the admission price because they're not paying for hotel or airfare and, and their, their time is, has been economized quite nicely. They can, they can pay a thousand dollars, 5,000, whatever that is to ad- attend the event, be a delegate, participate in a round table virtually, um, 
they can still have that presence and that exchange with the suppliers or exhibitors or other professionals. And now the show, you've added another dimension to that show. You're not missing anybody. So Yes, yeah, so top tips for communities. And I would say, you know, depending on where you're at and, you know, what stage you are in your community, um, yeah, I, I think it's important to continue reinventing yourself and posing questions to your membership, always asking questions, always getting feedback, really understanding the aches, pains, and desires of the community and the pulse of what's going on. I, I did a post today about uh, there's a small business network that I, I belong to, and they sent me an email. It was yesterday, and they said, uh, do you do grant writing or something like that? And I'm like, oh, wow, these guys, they, they looked at my, my business website, and I had it tucked away further back because there's only one client I do grant writing for, and it's it's because it's not a prime offering of what I do, but it's you know I'm I'm connected to this mission. It's it's important to me, and uh, but I was curious, so I I opened the email and I had a choice of yes or no, and um, I clicked on them both, and and the pop-ups were like filling in the profile, like either to talk about the grant and the grant, you know, it was pre-populated. It's, I just found it to be very disingenuous. It was just like. Um, why didn't they send me an email saying, hey, you should fill your profile and get more. Be careful with your automations, another important tip, because I know some of these communities might have thousands, millions of members. But you can still be, uh, automation gives you a lot of conveniences, but it's still important to be personal about it. Like that or that that small business network, the smart thing would have been they lump me into a group of other members that aren't engaged and sending an email survey just saying what, what can we do for you? What can, how can we make your life better? You know, are you looking for more leads? Are you just looking to build your network? Are you looking for brand awareness? Are you looking for thought leaders? And maybe, and then there's another one that I can type in that, that I can qualify. Like, you know, this is the only reason I belong. I'm not really looking to position myself locally, but I'm an advocate for small business. And so, yeah, I just kind of want to know who's out there, but I am also looking to connect with other small businesses around the country. Like that would have been extremely helpful to them for a number of reasons is one, they now have more opportunities to engage with me as well as the other members that they're reaching out to. But now they can collect that data and they can monetize it. They can use it to sell sponsorships. They can use it to, you know, reach out to us and saying, Hey, you know, if this, if this is what your goals are, you know, for, uh, for $10 a month, you could be a premium member and you'd have access to all these different things. You know what I mean? Like there, there were so many opportunities that are missed because they're, they're kind of doing the same things with automation. So, you know, recognizing that, the whole idea of this community model approach is that we're not just going fishing, you know, we're, we're feeding people We're we're, we're, you know, we're, we're building connectivity. Connectivity is probably the, the most important word is that don't lose that connectivity. Yeah. So a couple of great tips there. So, so if, if, if you're in charge or you are, uh, you oversee a community, you have your own community, make sure you're constantly interacting with, communicating with your members to see what is next. And don't be afraid to stop doing, uh, get away from, hey, this is the way we've always done it. It's time yeah, It's time right. to change. If there's yep. ever been a time to change, it's now. And so listen to your members. Don't, don't just blow them off if you feel you should continue to go down the old path. Make sure you're trying new things, uh, but but communicate with your members. And, and then another great tip, if you're using automation, be smart with it. Don't just throw things out there that's going to come across as very disingenuous, very impersonal. 
make sure you are very genuine and uh, and use it smart. If you are going to use it at all, use it very smartly and, yep. and, and test it out on, on some of your members and say, how does this come yeah. across? <laughs> yeah, so don't yep. just don't yep. just do it. Make sure that yeah. it works and make sure it yep. works in the way that you want it to. So thank you so much, Don. You've been You've been a, brought a, a lot of great information regarding communities and obviously OC365, a great platform for Thanks. building communities and not just a platform, but it is resources and it's, mm-hmm. it's a people in leadership roles uh, like Don that are constantly coming up with new tools, new resources uh, for you to build those communities even better. So as we wrap up here, Don, why don't you give a one or two takeaways that you want people to really take from, from today's episode? Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. I, I think um, what, what sets us apart from, I guess, other communities or networks is that there's a focus on, on leaders. And that's a very broad diff. You know, if you're an established community leader, this is the place for you. If you are um, a marketing executive or CEO or some other executive director, somebody that's looking to transform your model to a community model, this is the place for you. Come check us out. And um, and the whole idea is that there, there's there's so much opportunity for growth in this community when, when you consider the, the different professionals that are here, uh, the tools that we put out on almost a daily basis, as well as just the sharing of, uh, of content. Um, and like I said, we'll, we'll take from other communities and, and uh, share articles that we've read. And we, you know, we encourage the other members to do the same. So we, we think we're, we're going to be here for a long time serving community leaders and, and communities and um, feeding passion and, and developing new innovations for growth. Fantastic. And where, where can people find out about OC365? So, yeah, there is a website. It's an invite-only community. And so we invite you know, people like yourself if uh, any of your peers, you know, feel free to, you can invite from um, uh, from our, our app. Check out our posts on LinkedIn if you're connected to myself or R.D. Whitney. Uh, you can in, invite us to connect. I'll even give you my phone number. That's still, I'm still, I, I love taking calls. And yeah, I'm at 414-750-5902. Or uh, email me at don at 365media.com. And um, if you are already, you know, if you're in this industry, already and you're you're looking at either enhancing your community currently or starting a new community we'd love to hear from you we we we're sure that you have a lot of great things to share as well and um we look forward to growing together outstanding so anyone who is in a leadership role looking to grow a community looking to start a community and really want that that perfect platform where they can do it where they can learn along the way check out online community 365 but it's invitation only everybody so uh, get on the linkedin look up don look up rd whitney connect with them so that you can learn more introduce yourself and get that uh, that important invitation and i will put uh, links to uh, all this into the show notes so click that show notes button and you will see uh, don's email and uh, I'll put a link to his uh, LinkedIn profile as well. So check all of that out. Don, thank you so much for coming on. Jim, Thanks for thank sharing you. so much about the, about what you're doing, the important work you're doing at Online Community 365, as well as sharing some, uh, some good insights about uh, community building and how important they are today. It was really, really great talking. Thanks so much, Jim. It's really been a pleasure. 
and everybody. So check that out. Check out Online Community 365 and continue to come back as these live events continue to go live to learn more. Check out the, all the episodes. Subscribe. Get over to my website at tradeshowu.biz. That's tradeshowletteru.biz. Sign for a newsletter. Don't miss anything that's coming up. And we will see everybody right back here on campus next time at Trade Show University. Hey, trade show professionals, don't miss out on the opportunity to grab my top 52 trade show tips absolutely free, no cost whatsoever. Just head over to my website, tradeshowu.biz, that's tradeshow, the letter u.biz, sign up for the newsletter, and you'll get more tips every single week, but I'm going to give you my top 52 as a free gift. My thanks to you for signing up. So head over there, tradeshowu.biz, tradeshow, the letter u.biz, get over there now.